Hi, I'm Stephanie Hopkins. Welcome to Essential Voices. There are movements today that are calling for social workers to take over the job of the police. Today, we're going to talk to a woman that is already working in that capacity with a law enforcement agency in Northeast Kansas in Johnson County. She helps people in crisis and will give our Essential Voices tips to manage their stress. Introducing Kim Hyman, the co-responder for the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. My name is Kim Hyman. I'm the mental health co-responder for the Johnson County, Kansas Sheriff's Office. I respond to any mental health crises with the deputy. I can also respond to other crises that are going on where I might be able to help a family who is in need of resources in the community. Thank you for joining us, Kim. First, what are your qualifications and how did you get this job? I have a master's degree in social work. I'm also a qualified mental health professional through the state of Kansas, and that's a designation to be able to do the screenings that were are required to admit somebody involuntarily to a state hospital. How I came about to this job, uh, I was working at Johnson County Mental Health in another position. The sheriff's office decided in January of 2019 that they wanted to begin the process to have a co-responder. Johnson County Mental Health Center put out the job description on the website. I responded to that. There was an interview with Johnson County Mental Health Center representatives and Johnson County Sheriff's Office representatives. So once they decided on a candidate, then I had to go through the same background check, polygraph, etc. that any other deputy would go through. I ended up starting in September of 2019, so it took about nine months to get that whole entire process done. So I've been here for just over a year, and it's been absolutely wonderful so far. That sounds like it could be a very time-consuming job. What all does it entail with you in the actual job itself? I am not on call 24-7. I have a set schedule that is not a typical Monday through Friday, eight to five schedule so that I can be here a little bit more. And then when I'm not on duty, Johnson County Mental Health Center has a 24 hour crisis line. So the deputies know that if I'm not on duty or not available, that they can call the crisis line and get an assessment over the phone. You know, that's, that's interesting. You talk about working with deputies. What Do you have a division or an assignment that you typically work with? I'm assigned to patrol, but I've also responded to various incidents with jail deputies, civil deputies, court security deputies, investigations. If any deputy has a need for my services, they can call if I'm on duty and I'll be happy to respond. So you don't have a partner that you necessarily respond with. So what is the history of the position of the co-responder? Do you know where it started or at least in your area? In Johnson County, the co-responder positions sort of ultimately began in 2009. The United Community Services of Johnson County received a grant from the Healthcare Foundation of Greater Kansas City, and that was uh, to develop an intercept uh, model to see where people with mental illness and the criminal justice system interacted. They got some community stakeholders together, did the community intercept model, and then in 2010, the Justice Council 
Council applied for a criminal justice and mental health collaboration program grant that was awarded to the city of Olathe. So Olathe had the first co-responder in October of 2010. And since then, we have expanded to cover every municipality in Johnson County. The majority of my job is talking to people. So the deputies, if they respond to a suicide threat, for example, um, they will make sure that the scene is safe for me because I am not an officer. I don't have body armor. I don't have any weapons. I, don't, I have nothing. So they make sure the scene is safe for me. And then I come in, they give me a short synopsis of what's going on. And then I talk to the individual to find out what's going on. I have an assessment protocol that I do that kind of covers a little bit of everything from suicidal thoughts and plans and actions, sleeping and eating, medications, um, stress level, anxiety. It, it covers quite a bit. And then from that, I decide whether it's safe to leave the person at home, maybe with a safety plan, if they need to be maybe assessed at a hospital for higher level of care, or if you know involuntary commitment needs to happen and that process needs to be started. You know, I can only imagine what it must be like in your job right now uh, with the way that the world is. Can you tell me how the job itself has changed since COVID-19 started? Initially, call volume kind of decreased a little bit, but then the longer that people have had to remain inside and not at work, kids are at home, stress levels have greatly increased, and there is now, I wouldn't say a much higher, but higher volume of people in distress that are calling for help. I think the longer it goes on, that's only going to increase, especially for our kiddos who don't have that social interaction at school necessarily and, you know, need the, the social interaction and the exercise that school provides. Recently, with all of the civil unrest that's been happening, there's been a lot of conversations in the media, uh, talking about what is essentially a co-responder, but they're wanting to send in social workers in the place of police officers to respond to 911 calls. What are your thoughts on that situation? I think more co-responders is a good thing. I do think that there are a lot of calls to 911 that could be handled by a social worker, but as in the co-responder model, that the officer goes before me and makes sure the scene is safe, and then we come in and we can assess, provide resources, information, education, referrals if necessary, and deal with things that way. Let's move on to you personally. How do you cope with stress, especially now that it isn't safe to interact with people in the same way that we're necessarily accustomed to? Self-care. When I go home, it's kind of like my sanctuary. I don't turn on the TV. I like quiet time. I read, do things with my family. I have a couple dogs. My, my downtime is spent doing what fills up my cup. That's what's working for me right now. You seem to be very aware as to what works for you and how to calm yourself if you're having stress or negative emotions. How do you how do you talk to the individuals that you are meeting out in the public when you're on the job? How do you 
have them calm down and communicate their needs to you. I use box breathing with people a lot, especially people with high anxiety. When people are in a heightened state, it's hard for them to formulate a response. Do you think you could walk me through that uh, so we can show our listeners what it's like to utilize the box breathing technique? Okay, Stephanie, I noticed that you're breathing really fast and you're having a hard time talking. So I'd really like for you to do some box breathing with me and I'm gonna do that with you. So what I want you to do is take a big deep breath in through your nose and I want you to do that until your stomach is pushing out. One, two, three, four, now hold it, don't talk two, three, four, slowly let it out through your mouth. Two, three, four, five, six. Rest, two, three, four. Okay, now we're gonna do that again, one more time. Big deep breath in through your nose. Hold it, two, three, four. Slowly let it out your mouth, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit hyperventilated right now. That's a really good tool to use in acute crisis. Now, for those of us who aren't having an anxiety attack, what do you recommend to help with coping with long-term stress? I think sometimes we forget about the kind of really basic things like eating three healthy meals a day, you know, getting outside and even walking around the block. Those sort of basic things I think have kind of gone on the wayside. So I just remind people to do the very basic things to take care of yourself. Sleep schedule, you know, go to sleep at the same time, get up at the same time every day, take a shower every day, basic things that sometimes people forget about. It sounds like you've got a really challenging job. Are there any other duties that you have in your position? I also teach mental health first aid. I think that's important for first responders and their families to have that information so that they know how to have a conversation with somebody that might be struggling and where to go for resources if those are needed. You talk about teaching families as well as officers. What are some things that we should look we should do? if we notice that a family member is in crisis? I would just say that if you notice or your family notices that you're struggling, anxiety or depression, reach out. There's plenty of resources, just reach out. We will help however we can. Obviously, if there is immediate harm, 911 needs to be called. But if not, the 24-hour crisis line at Johnson County Mental Health is a crisis line. It's not a suicide hotline, although it can be, but it's a crisis line for anything. Whatever you deem as a crisis, call and they will try to help. And it's 24-7. It's covered on the weekends, on holidays. Somebody will always answer the phone. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining us. There's just one last thing that we need to do before we say goodbye. And I just need you to tell me and our listeners something good. The best part about this job is that the deputies don't always hear the ending of things. So when I'm able to follow up with a family and it's a good outcome, they get connected with services, their life is better. I get to tell the deputies that. And 
so many times they have appreciated hearing the end of the story. Otherwise, they just don't know. So we've had many success stories where people got connected and got the help that they needed and they are now doing well. That's the best part of my job. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today and sharing your experience and your story. Listeners, if you want to know what the crisis line number is for Johnson County, it is listed in the description for today's episode. Now, have a good week, listeners. Stay safe. Stay well. Remember, you are essential. My name is Kim Hyman. I am the co-responder for the Johnson County Sheriff's Office, and I am an essential voice.